Hey guys, welcome to Ruin Hammer. Um, what is it? Season two, episode seventeen. Our magic. Hey round. guys, mate. how is everyone tonight? How are you, mate? Good, mate. I'm good. Uh, fresh from um, a wonderful uh, experience up at Magic Round. How about yourself? Yeah, mate. I'm doing good. Yeah, it was it was kind of hard to uh, to come down from the excitement of the weekend, wasn't it? It was just such a great great weekend. Or yeah, it was, mate. It was a, a sensational weekend. Round. Um, yeah, mate. Uh, I um. Hey, TK. Uh, how are you, yeah, buddy? G'day, TK. Um, yeah, for me, mate, it was great. I ticked off a oh, bucket mate. list item. Miss you. Miss you. <laughs> One of us is frozen. I don't know if that's me or if that's Rob. Looks like it's Robbie. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll keep pushing on. Um, yeah. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, it was a, a great result up at Magic Round. Um, I flew up on Friday morning. Uh, we'll soldier on. I'm still here, mate. Oh, you are there. We'll, we'll keep going. It's probably just my video that's frozen a bit there. Yeah, just keep oh, going. Okay. I, guess, I guess we'll definitely hear you. Sorry, folks. Just a few technical technical difficulties there but we'll we'll push on yeah sorry mate yeah I, I could just see that you're frozen i couldn't hear anything i didn't know who was who was dead and who who was okay so no, um yeah so continue yeah yeah mate uh magic round i i flew up um flew up friday morning with the great juan um yeah we took in some sites of brisbane um then him and i we checked into our hotel had some pre-game beers at the uh, hotel la uh, which is where we had our big get together on Sunday uh, with, it, with my old schoolmate Jeffrey Slater, who runs uh, LaRouche Nightclub there in Fortitude Valley. And then we went Ooh, to the uh, Tigers Knights uh, game, in which, uh, you know, obviously we'll go through all the games a bit later on, but started our magic round off well with uh, the great one getting a, a win up, these Tigers getting the win up for him. Um, watched the Manly Broncos game and uh, yeah, back to the hotel Friday night. Saturday, uh, you came pick me up, mate, up in Brisbane. That's it. Yeah, made our way down to Coomera, the Gold Coast. Yep, yep. Picked up, uh, picked up my daughter on the way. Um, breakfast at Burley, and then uh, over to. I'm told it's uh, Pizzy Park Piz at uh, not, not Burley there. Pizzy Park. <laughs> yeah, Pizzy Park. Pizzy Park. Um, uh, yeah, Pizzy Park. Uh, caught up with um, Carmen Taplin, affectionately known to everyone in the Warriors community as Artie Carms, who her and Spencer have now relocated onto the Gold Coast. Spencer's up there coaching the women's um, Burley Bears. Bears side. Yeah, yeah. so it was great to catch up with um, Artie Carms. It was great to meet uh, her in person for the first time, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. Um, we also got to catch up with uh, two of our Warriors uh, women stars from last year, Karina Brown and Shania Power, mm. uh, who we had a bit of a chat to. Also met Christian from um, NRL Warriors, NRL Fanatics, uh, who, who was there at the game. Yeah, so good day to you, Christian, if you're watching. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, the Friday, the Saturday night, I didn't actually attend any of the Magic Round games. I mm. had dinner with my daughter. Um, and then Sunday, it was uh, all systems go. 
went over to the uh, <laughs> round of the Pullman Pullman Hotel in the morning uh, yep. to catch up with some of the players. A uh, bit of a chat with old Laurie Hale and uh, Glenn Critchley. Yep. And then over to the Warriors supporters function at Hotel LA, organised by Richie from Warrior Nation, which was a, a massive event, wasn't it, mate? Wasn't Wasn't it fantastic? Such a great turnout. Um, from everyone, great to see all the Warriors supporters of Southeast Queensland and also those who have flown in from, from all over the place to, to get together. And there was just such an awesome yep. vibe in the room. Uh, we are lucky enough to have um, Big Mark Tukey join us and Karina Brown as well um, came along. Tukey, wasn't it great? He walked in the room and everyone's just like, <laughs> real, everyone's just like, you know, uh, warms to him. And he's, he's a real man of the people, Big Tukes. So yeah. a massive shout out to you, legend. He is, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah. And lucky, lucky to, to meet his two years. daughters he's a, he's as well. Really great guy. Yeah, and, and, and to meet yep. his two daughters, yep. yeah. Yeah, and his and his mum and his uh, and his new partner as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, he had the whole family there, which was great. Um, great to have Karina there as well. Um, she spent a yeah. good part of the day with us there. Uh, you can jump on our our Facebook page and see the videos, the live videos we mm. did uh, interviewing both Tukes and Karina Brown. We also did a live interview with uh, Christian from um, the Warriors NRL Fanatics as well, mm -hmm. which is on the YouTube, uh, which is on the Facebook page. Uh, it was great that Cam George, Mark Robinson, Rob Crute and Glenn Critchley all came to that get together as well. Brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And, and they were all very impressed as well with the turnout, which was yeah. even better. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, shows that our Southeast Queenslanders can, um, Get, can really get behind the team which is which is really awesome because that's what i'm passionate about being from uh, this part of the world is to yeah. kind of get all the fan but but obviously um shout out to richie who yeah got, mate who got he, the whole he worked thing very hard to get that going did. yeah mm. yeah it was a yeah it was a, a massive success and you know obviously it's something that we'll try and do now uh at, you know a lot of the events uh, you know in sydney we have the buses going up he mm -hmm. He organised a fan get-together in Melbourne. He's done this one in Brisbane. So, you know, Sunshine Coast, uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast, uh, you know. as Always well-supported. Always yep. really well-supported in this part of the world. And also we did it. We had a chat with Richie as well, and he talks a little bit about Warrior yes. Nation and what goes on, what's involved with Warrior Nation, what goes on behind the scenes and also organising yeah. the buses and everything. So check that out as well on our page. Yep. Um, we were lucky enough. I was fortunate enough to have um, – Jazz reached out to me on the Saturday yeah. night and he got us some um, some special passes in the uh, family and friends section. Uh, mm. So, you know, massive thank you to him. Um, yeah, thanks, Jazz. We got to, got to sit in that section. I must admit, uh, must before I forget, on the way to the game, we ran into the Pearl. The um, Pearl, legend. My, my, my Growing up, my favourite player, def, easily my, my favourite non-warrior of all time, Stephen yeah. Pearl Renoff. Couldn't he score a try? Mate, Probably, without doubt, the best centre of his era. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Coming through, yeah. He was a sensational player for the Broncos and for Queensland and Australia. Australia um, as well, yeah. He was he was, he was, was awesome. Love you, And Pearl. then um, <laughs> sitting, in, sitting in the family section, uh, who do we get to see? But uh, Kevin Campion, the champion, uh, came past. And we... Warriors <laughs> enforcer, hard man. <laughs> yeah. And it was great to see that he recognised the old uh, ruin hammer right away, didn't he? He did. He did came over for a quick chat um, and uh, and a photo. Uh, we've got his his phone number, so we're going to organise to have him on. So the coming soon. Watch soon. this space, Kevin Campion, hard man. But we'll definitely get him on this time. He said he's very keen to come on for a chat, and I'm sure yeah. you you guys will be keen to hear from um, 
than the Warriors legend. I only yeah. played the two seasons, but still so fondly remembered by the fans because of what he brought to the club, you know? Yeah, absolutely. My mum's saying uh, it was hard to hear some of our broadcast from the LA hotel because it was so noisy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was a lot of people at that place. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, if the sponsors out there that want to, you know, donate a, a really good uh, video camera for us, we'll, yep. yeah, we won't, yeah, we won't knock it back. Gladly, um, gladly. We're back to the, yeah. yep. <laughs> we were back to the Warriors fan zone for the final two games, uh, sitting front row, uh, right behind the, the try line there. Yep. Uh, plenty of action uh, and all around awesome day. Uh, but the whole Magic Round experience was such an amazing experience. Um, for, it's for it's fantastic. Us. Yeah. All you yeah, guys who've never been, make sure you get to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Just have to give a massive shout out to the Lord Alfred Hotel, who we hosted our event at. They were so accommodating. Um, you know, great. the staff yeah. were great. Yeah, nothing was too much of a, an issue. And also to the George William Hotel, where both Carlos and I stayed um, for our trip uh, entire time up there. Um, the staff up there were really great. Rooms were good, uh, awesomely priced. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Definitely, if you're going to Brisbane, check that place out. Yeah, any of you guys coming up for the Broncos game later in the year, make sure you, you hit them up. Yeah. Um, probably the, the the most disappointing thing about the whole of Magic Round was the, <laughs> was the Warriors versus um, Parramatta game, mate, for us on the Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, look, we got to talk about it. Let's... Let's just rip the Band-Aid off, shall we? And... Let's get into it, mate. Yep, yeah. <laughs> um, pre- as usual, pre-game changes to the lineup, as is the norm for Brownie lately. Um, you and Aitken came back into the centres, returning from injury, playing his first game since round one, uh, which meant Edward Cozy dropped out of the uh, game day 18. Siren and, T- and Tavunga into the run-on side. Josh Curran went back to the bench. Uh, Kane Evans uh, dropped out, which I thought was a, mm. an odd um, omission. Um, yeah. And Ellie Katua dropping out of the squad altogether. And the merch, again named as 18th man. Again, had the blue bib on, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nothing um, on there. Yep. So the Warriors' first set ended with a pass over the sideline, which was literally right in front of us, wasn't it? <laughs> and it, it seemed like the yep. handling errors of last week, they hadn't been eradicated. So they were unfortunately um, still in our game. And so Parramatta just were in control of the early field position and Nathan Brown gets a, an early try after some um, sustained pressure on our line and uh, a flick pass from uh, Mitchell Moses puts Nathan Brown into score. Fairly easy try for Parramatta to open up a 6-0 lead. Yeah, um, what little ball we did have in that first 20 minutes, we turned over very mm. cheaply. Um, just gifting Parramatta great field position. Paramount Matter jumped out to a 24-0 lead with tries to Sivo in the 12th minute and then RCG with a double um, in the 12th and the um, 18th minute. Um, so, yeah, that, those opening 20 minutes, Paramount had 72% of the possession and they were assisted by us. We, we completed two of seven sets and I just noticed um, Fabian has just asked, why do the Warriors have these 15 to 20 minutes of really bad patches in their game? And well, exactly, and how costly is it? I mean, yep. you cannot allow the opposition to get out to a 24-0 lead and then expect to win the game. It just doesn't happen at the moment. And and when you're completing, like, less than 50%, it, yeah, it's very hard to build any pressure, get any kind of momentum there, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Hey, Jay Harris, how are you, brother? Great to see hey. you joining us tonight. Sorry you weren't there on the weekend, mate. Yeah, we definitely um, missed you, Jay. I was looking forward yep. to catching up, but I'll catch, yep. you, catch you later definitely. on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Nick McKercher says, despite the challenges of the first half we had, uh, had we been a little bit more clinical in front of the try line towards the end of the match, we could have easily pinched the result. Yeah, we could have, but that starting a game at 24 nil no, down. Yeah, you're climbing a mountain to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's too it's too big a lead to give up to a quality opposition like Parramatta. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, but despite that, that 24 nil lead, we did sort of regain a bit of composure and we sort of calmed the storm for the next 10 to 12 minutes or so. Yep. And um, Josh Curran uh, picks up the spoils and scores a try from a CHT kick to get us on the board at least. Um, yep. Uh, to make that 24-6. Of course, the bunker uh, took their time in reviewing it. Gee, that never happens to us, does it? Seriously. No. Oh, it's uh, it took about yeah. two minutes reviewing every possible angle, even though it was a dead set clear-cut try. Yeah. We got that little try confirmed. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It annoys me that, that that seems to be a, an occurrence for us every single week. Um, you just get worried where, the longer you it goes both, on. Yeah. We, we both commented at the time. Like you could see from the first replay that you know it was clearly a try, but they just had to keep looking at it. I, yeah. I don't know why they do that to us. No idea. Um, we commit the cardinal sin of an error after uh, points uh, with yeah. a drop ball on tackle three. Yeah. Parramatta are back attacking our line. Again, our defence holds up, which proves that you know we have the the capabilities to, you know, got it in us, yeah. d- defend these teams. Yeah. Um, young Reese Walsh has an, an immediate impact when he's brought into the game. Superstar. Breaking through. He is, isn't he? He's a superstar yeah. in the making. Um, breaks through. He's chased down by King Gutho. And I don't know if it was a speed thing. It looked like Reese was trying to set RTS up on the outside. Um, just, you know, slowing down, just unable to do that. And, um, it didn't look like he put the afterburners on, did it? You no. think he could have, he could probably could have torched Gutho, but Gutho showed a bit more pace. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Than I thought he yep. had. Yeah. So the set ends, unfortunately, with another poor pass, this time from CHT to Cannon. It's unfortunately another incomplete set, which was a bit of the story of that, that first half, anyway. Yeah. Um, we, we got a few injuries as well. So, so during the first half, we lost Rocco Berry, Egan, Jazz. Bunty, all the HIA. Like I remember you saying, like they're holding up another uh, medical card. Yeah, you, you you were picking up on that all the time. I was like, yeah. who are these guys that are getting getting hit? And um, that they, they all part. I think Barry was the only one that didn't pass his HIA, so they're all yes. eventually had to come back. We we were like right next to the bench, so we we're like, hey, did he pass his HIA? <laughs> come on, hook us up. <laughs> we, had, we had Kane Evans working the yeah. uh, working Kano. the. <laughs> yeah, Who's passed the HIA? <laughs> so, yeah, I think so, mate. <laughs> anyway, the halftime score ended up twenty-four-six. Um, but I mean, again, it's that poor t- first twenty minutes again that was really costly. Yeah, and halftime really did us no favours either. Um, Aiken turns over possession early, possession early in that second half. Parramatta capitalised with a try to Ryan Madison. And they jump out to that 28-6 to six lead. And then the injury woes uh, continue. We had Josh Curran leave the field with what looked like a hyperextension of his elbow. Mm. Um, and then Ben Murdoch-Masilla leaving for a HIA for a hit in the jaw. And I noticed the amount of blood that he had coming from his mouth when he came off. It looked a bit nasty, didn't it? He, yeah. he came over and spat a bit of blood and it looked like he was in a bit of pain. But um, yep. I mean, I guess it was at that point where we sort of looked at each other and we just saw 
Bunty on the bench, and we're like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> we thought there was a good chance that uh, the merchandise might be yeah. uh, introduced into the game. You could see him sort of looking around, couldn't you? He was like glancing up every time, like the the medical staff and the team were having a bit of a, a powwow. You could see him glancing up with a bit of a hopeful. I tell you what, I liked about what Merch was doing uh, was I've, I've watched, you know, since they've brought in this 18 man rule, I've watched a lot of games. And you see the guy in the 18th man blue singlet just kicking back, relaxing on the bench, yep. uh, not really doing anything. Merch was on the, the bike all game. And if he, he was wasn't getting on the bike, keen. Yeah, he, he, was getting was, keen. he was running up and down the yep. sideline. So if anything happened, he was ready to go on. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, he, he, he was. And, and even to the point where I thought he was going to go on because he got up and, and did a few did a few uh, sprints up and down the sideline. But um, yeah. But luckily, Ben Murdoch Masilla passed his HIA and returned to the action. Parramatta got denied another try to Ryan Madison, who knocked the ball on before the line. Um, and there was some fa- fairly good goal line defense there, which saved us. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, that's right. It was two. Sorry, mate. I was just look, reading. Um, I just think my. I've got the two screens running. I think my second screen's just lagging. There's not a lot happening. I don't know if there's any comments coming through. Are you getting any I'm comments on yours? Sure, I can double check. Hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm lagging a little bit as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. technical issues. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the Warriors then worked a good passage of play down the right side where RTS cops an obvious high shot from Mitchell Moses. Yeah. Um, it's the only, high, the only high shot of the whole weekend that was not sin-binned. <laughs> um, and they wonder why we as Warriors supporters always think the NRL are against us. It was, it was, it was a clearly, I mean, if, if Lachlan Burr got 10 minutes for his high shot on Tedesco when Tedesco was basically on his knees, then yeah. uh, Mitchell Moses was a send-off offence. You know, it's just ridiculous. But, uh, you know, despite that, Reese Walsh scores with um, some dazzling footwork to get us back to within 10 points. Uh, and we all start feeling that momentum shift, particularly through Walsh's kicking game. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So the Warriors, yeah, we had, we had a good passage. Um, and, yeah, as you said, we had that high shot. Reese Walsh gets us back into the game. Yeah, down 28-18. At that point, we kind of thought, hang on, this could be game on here. If we're, yeah. the, next, if we're the next point scorer then this could set up a really good finish because when Walsh scored, there was still about 17 minutes left to go. Yep. Um, he's, he, he put in some really good banana kicks Yes. because it was we, we had a really good view of it and his kick. Yeah, and that, they were really well placed and it was quite refreshing because we're not, um, the, probably this year our kicking game hasn't exactly been on point. Um, so that, that was, yeah. There was a, there was a, a passage in, in that game too, where he put in a kick and he came in for some heavy treatment by Fergo. Yeah, uh, um, you know, Fergo hit him late, and then kind of worked him over on the on the ground, and and the ref, the touchies, and the bunker all yep. chose to ignore the that um, that treatment that he got. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, that that was ridiculous. It, it wasn't it wasn't just late; it was like ridiculously late. Like yeah. he kicked it, and Fergo basically ran up and grabbed him, and um, yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah, I'm but getting, a bit of, uh, getting a bit of uh, feedback here. Oh, yeah? As in people yeah, sorry. commenting? No, no, no. That's... Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I tried to uh, to look at the comments and started playing the video. So apologies if that came through the microphone there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, nothing. Um, 
Yeah, but as you said, Walsh's kicking game had us win, winning that field position battle. Mm. Uh, but the more that time ticked away, we weren't able to add to any to the score. Uh, it seemed that that comeback dream uh, started to fade. And then young Jacob Arthur on debut um, yeah. scores uh, the match-winning try to take it out to a 34-18 uh, points point lead at that point. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was... Um, yeah, the, the, the late flurry of possession, as we said. CHT Grubber is taken dead by Fergo and literally runs down the clock. And you can see there was a lot of fatigue. There was a fair bit of fatigue factor there as well. Yep. Uh, a few injuries picked up. Um, yeah, I mean, it just wasn't to be. It's it's a di- it's a disappointing result. You take out the you take out the first twenty minutes, and we were fairly competitive in that game. And yep. that that is the one sort of in, sort of I guess kind of the encouragement that I'll take out of it is that for the the, the other sort of sixty minutes, we were well in it. We scored some tries. We looked pretty good. Reese Walsh, absolute superstar, threat on attack in in every aspect, like he just, he just showed it immediately that he's yep. just got the goods. He's the X factor. He's, he's all that. Um, it, it, but now it sets up a must win game on Friday night. And if, if we, uh, if we don't win on Friday, we're going to lose touch with the eight. We're, we're in yeah. real danger of that. Yeah, we are. I think Josh Curran was a big loss for us too during that yes. game. Cause um, his, his, his effort on effort plays in the last couple of weeks have been um, sensational. He's, uh, you know, he's always pressuring. He's always trying to work on the ball. Um, his, yeah. his defense has been great. So I think he was a massive loss in that the mm. second half for us. Uh, but for me, I think, and we touched on it earlier, we, we just need to eliminate those lapses yeah. in the game where we just seem to implode. Um, it, yeah. it happens all too often. And on Sunday, it was the first 20 minutes. You know, there's always a period in the game where it seems to happen, and it happened at the start of the game. You take those 24 points scored in the open 20 minutes out of it, and it ends up being an 18-10 ball game in our favour for the, the remaining 60 minutes. So yeah. we prove we can score points. We prove we can chase points. and We prove we can defend a lead. Yes. Um, we need to put all that together for, for an 80-minute um, effort. What, what, it, what it really is, and, and Nathan Brown has touched on this, and you and I have spoken about this a lot, is that we really just can't handle the swings in momentum. No. We just can't like when, and, and this has kind of always been a bit of a problem for the Warriors. Um, it's it's like when it switches and team gets a lot of possession and puts a lot of pressure on us, we just struggle to handle that, and that's why we tend to concede like a large amount of points in a short amount of time because it just floodgates just kind of open. Yeah. So something we really need to address because all the good teams can do that. They can they can handle the pressure. They can defeat, uh, defend, repeat sets. Yeah. And then they can go up the other end and score themselves. The kind of stuff that happens to us all the time. Yeah. You know, like we'll be constantly attacking their line. Don't get the try. They get one set and go up the other end and score. I mean, cool. that's what the good teams do. Yeah. yeah. And we've seen it happen, you know, time and time again against mm. us. Um, you know, not making, not making excuses, but, you know, with the eight new signings this season, it was always going to take time to build yes. combinations and get combinations firing. Uh, obviously, our injury toll hasn't helped. And no. I realise other clubs are going through similar times. But this season, we uh, was never going to be that premiership winning. So as much as we all say, you know, it's a Warriors season and we want to win a comp, you know, um, realistically, of it was course, never yeah. going to be yeah. a, a premiership winning season. But it's a building season. So long as we keep competing and we, we learn from our losses, a top eight finish is still within our sights. But we need to get these these lapses out of our game and learn how to adapt to the 
the the momentum shifts yes. within a game. That um, that's absolute absolutely paramount yeah. for us for us moving forward. Yep. yep. Um, hey Christian, how are you, mate? Uh, thanks for joining. Hey, it was buddy. great to to meet you on the weekend, bro. Uh, spend a bit of time yeah, with you. That was, was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Brad Inger says, "What would you guys be doing with Walsh?" Uh, that's a really really good question. Mm. Um, it's a if, tough one. It's but, it's yeah. He's he's four games into his NRL career. He's, yeah. He's he's a young bloke. He's Obviously, we can see what he. Can, we, everyone can see what he's capable of. Everyone can see his yeah. potential, and it's it's very easy to get excited and go. Let's chuck him straight in there. Um, there's a few things you got to remember. Like again, it's his fourth game, first grade. Yep. There's a lot of you know he's got to defend. If he's starting a game, he's got to do a lot of defense as well. Teams yep. will tactically be running traffic at him. Yep, trying to wear him out. Um. Having said that, he—I don't know—it's—it's it's a really hard one for me. Well, personally, I would—I would quite like him to start at five eight, and have Cody as that interchange player. That's my personal preference. Yep. Yeah. I um. Everyone's like saying that he should have started on the weekend and. Uh, I mean, we saw his impact when he came in, like, you know, 25 minutes into the game. And, yeah, the game, you know, they they scored 24 points. But had Parramatta not scored 24 points and and the Warriors are, like, at level pegging at that part of the game, his injection at that 25-minute mark is perfect because the forwards are getting tired. He can come in. He doesn't have to handle all that hard defensive efforts. um, That's a fair point. The other point, too, is um, he's been – purchased as Rogers replacement at fullback. So if he is in the club's plans to be fullback next year, then you would want to give as much time to Cody and CHT in the halves to develop their combinations moving forward rather than breaking that up. I do see where people say, but yeah, we, we need to get results now and having Reese Walsh mm. at 5'8 um, is you know where he needs to be. I can see that argument. Um, although and not that I'm a fence sitter, but <clears throat> at this point in time, I'm going to have to back Brownie and say that his idea of bringing him off the bench is smart, provided the game's not out of hand mm. at that 25th minute mark when he comes into the game. Yeah. Uh, and on the weekend, it pretty much was. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, um, yeah. I guess I'm sort of more coming from the... Uh... I guess I'm sort of swayed by the fact that we look so much more dangerous when he's just there on the field. So, yeah, I mean, you're right what you say. Um, we're, we're fully behind Brownie and his selections at this stage, and we know that um, he's got a reason yeah. for his team selections. And Absolutely. we'll back him on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're... We're, we get to be a little bit closer than most with what's going mm. on and, and our access to, you know, get some uh, little bits of information here and there from the club and, you know, mm. spending time with the players and that. But we don't know what's really going on 100% of the time behind the scenes. And, mm-hmm. you know, my trust is in, you know, Brownie knows what he's doing. Um, and, you know, he has bought through young players before at Newcastle and he did it really, really well. Um, so at this stage... You know, with young Reese Walsh, I, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to see him burnt out before he's, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, that kind of thing, burnt, burnt out early in the season and um, we lose his effectiveness. 
looking after this kid is paramount. And, um, you know, we're in it for the long haul, not short-term gains, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it is a, obviously a results-driven business. But, yeah, I, I think at this stage, like I said, if, if, if the Warriors aren't 24-0 down when uh, Reese Walsh comes on the field on Sunday, we go close to winning that game. That's right, yeah. You know, so... Uh, Ooga Booga. What's the updates with AFB? Uh, I spoke to AFB uh, two weeks ago after the North Queensland game or at the North Queensland game. And uh, he said that he will be back um, after the bye. So uh, he. This is a Melbourne Storm game? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. He'll be back for the Storm. Um, yeah. Jeez, we've um, missed him. We do. We miss his go forward. We mm. we, we certainly do. Uh, you know, as, as Cameron George said at the beginning of the year, our forward pack now is has very different body shapes. Yeah. You know, we've got Kane Evans who's tall and thin and lean, and and then we've got you know AFB who, who's who's like bigger and solid and, yeah. and gets those big post contact meters. And the same with Ben Murdoch, Missilla, and then you've got Bailey Sirinan who's a, a smaller you know tackling machine. It's we've got all the elements um, to to make that charge towards the semis, but yeah, AFB was a big piece of that jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, he was. Not having yeah. him for uh, for a period of time has really hurt us. He's, um, he's before, the X factor in the forward pack, yeah. Yeah, before we move on, I just want to give a shout out to um, Katie Nicarima's mum and yes. Katie's brother, Jaden, who were uh, sitting near us in the stands on the weekend and then nice enough to chat with us brief, briefly after the game. And a massive uh, shout out to Josh Curran's dad, um, Dave who yep. we had a really lengthy chat to after the game. Uh, really lovely bloke. Yeah, great fellow. Um, yeah. He'll be listening to the podcast because he he, he, uh, made, he gave us his phone number and he made sure that uh, I sent him all the details for the podcast. So uh, he's a truck driver. He drives up and down um, the highways. Uh, so to Dave, um, thanks for the chat, mate. And uh, enjoy the podcast. And, and we really appreciate your support, brother. Thanks, Dave. Legend, yeah. yeah. It was um it was special for us being surrounded by the family of those players too, wasn't it? It um it was, it was very it was yeah fantastic. Pardon the pardon, great experience. It really, it really hammers home the human side to yeah. to these guys and the emotions that the families go through watching them play. Yeah, it was a real unique insight. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, mate. Uh, the fan, the Warriors fans on Facebook have been critical to Cody and Ken. Yeah, mate. You know what? Get used to that. Um. The Warriors no, fans forums are soon, unfortunately. No, they're a unique thing. Even if we win, um, they they nobody's criticize. Happy. Nobody's happy with yeah, anything. They're, like they're some of these happy. guys, so, some of these we, guys have actually got to wonder if yeah, you got to wonder if they're even Warriors supporters at all. Yeah, like, I mean, someone we're on them. We read them. The yeah, we, we we don't comment anymore because of our profile through Ruin Hammer. So. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's we, we see all these comments and yeah, it, it's it's amazing the amount of armchair experts that are out there. Um, so yeah, yep. <laughs> mate. Um, probably the most glaring stat from the weekend uh, is the possession. We only had forty two percent possession, and our completion rate twenty five of forty one sets at, at the lowest I've seen a Warriors completion rate for for a long long time at sixty percent. It was. Um, it was 33 missed tackles, 15 errors. It was definitely one of our worst performances. Yeah, so statistically, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, to, to do that, um, 
to do that against you know a, a top four side like Parramatta, uh, it's always you're always going to have your back against the wall. It's um, going to cost you. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a couple of things like players over 100 meters. RTS was his, with his customary 234. Kenny was 202. Reese Walsh 159. Aitken 125. Nikarima 121 uh, at halfback, which is uh, awesome. Mm. Um, Tohu Harris 115. Pompey 111. And then of course the usual suspects in our tackles with uh, Harris with 47. Siren and 44. Egan and Jazz both with 41. And JTB with the massive 40 tackles in that game. Yeah, it's um, it a big game from JTB. He put on some yeah, good was. hits. He, he, yeah. he caused that turnover really with a nice, strong hit. Should mention, I met his auntie on the weekend oh, too. Yeah. Uh, Wiki, yeah. Auntie Wiki. Um, met her at the Pullman and she came and sat in front of us at the game. So, shout out to them. As I said, it's, it's great to, to get JTB's to know family, not only the players, yeah. but yeah, the yeah. people that are closest to them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when they compliment us and, and tell us they enjoy what we do and they, they thank us for the the positive light that they shine on the team and, the, and their family, it, um, it makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it, mate? Yeah, no, it certainly does. Yeah, it's great, it's great to hear that feedback, especially from uh, people close to the inner sanctum of the, of the players. So, yeah, it makes it, it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Um, let's get into the round review, mate. Uh, let's, 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 night, let's, let's go back to Friday night. And I think uh, one of your mates is going to be, uh, one of your mates there is going to be quite happy with, to talk about this one. Tigers 36 yes. over the Knights 18. Um, so, <laughs> so I think I think the key here was the Tigers weren't playing for any milestones, so that's why they played so bloody well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, young young Jock Madden on debut. Um, yep. Tigers absolutely dominated that first half. They had that magical twenty-four to four lead, as we yep. know, twenty-four four lead. Bank it. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, Luke Brooks kind of really stepped up and controlled the game. It's great to yep. see that. I mean, obviously, uh, he's a, a man under a lot of pressure. Yeah, yep. It's great to see him have a strong game there. Second half was was a bit more even. Um, the Tigers did enough to hang on. One thing to note, four sin bins. Hoy, yeah. Gibbon, Mbai, and Offa and Gowie all yep. did 10 minutes. Um, and that was really the start of a taste of things to come for the weekend, wasn't it? Well, it was. Um, you know, there's a lot of people calling it tragic round with the amount of um, of uh, sin bins and send-offs. That ha- I've never seen so many in one round of football. Uh, someone did post a, a team, uh, a, full yeah, 17, a, full <laughs> a full 17 players that were either sent off or sin bin this round. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, just want to say, Carl, we love you, mate, and we're so happy that you guys got that win. It was awesome to see you so happy and buzzing all weekend. So, couldn't be happier for you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, just be envious, <laughs> oh, so envious. <laughs> um, Nick McCurch has written. Sorry for the long comment. I'm definitely a little bit concerned by Valandi saying that the onus is exclusively on the defenders to ensure they don't make contact with the neck or head, regardless of whether the attacker changes his height before impact like Tedesco does for the for the foreseeable future. It could easily be abused if a team is behind in grand final at halftime, for example. Yeah, it's a good point. And um, I think the biggest concern was, uh, I heard Trent Barrett say uh, in his press conference after the game that they only found out at their captain's run about these changes that were going to happen. And you know, Valandis has come out and said, well, it's not a change. Uh, the rule's always been there. They're just uh, enforcing uh, tougher penalties on 
contact with the head. Mm. But there has to be some sort of um, uh, system brought in. Uh, I think Trent Robinson today floated an idea of a grade one, grade two, grade three, mm. where grade one is penalty sufficient, grade two sin bin, grade three send off. Because you look at that one on Tedesco by Lockie Burr. Now, now Tedesco's fallen. He's actually on his knees. Burr's bent his back. He's going in for a tackle. But because Tedesco's dropped his height so much, mm. Burr's shoulder comes in contact with Tedesco's head and Burr's sent to the Simbin for 10 minutes. Yeah, you've got, you got to take these things into account and the fatigue factor as well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was penalty sufficient. Okay, he's, mm. he's contacted the head, penalty sufficient, we move on. Not worthy, of a, yeah. Yeah, mm. not worthy of a 10-minute in the Simbin. Um, whereas, you know, you have uh, other high shots like, um, I'd say, Jordan Rickey's one on... Um, on uh, who did he hit? Uh, Morgan Harper. Yeah. But that becomes yeah, right. yeah that becomes a, a sin bin, and then of course you've got the the bad one of uh, Fubu Mayano on and uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, which becomes a send off offence. So yeah, yeah, there's got to be something kind of worked out. But uh, yeah, it's it's early stages now. I think it's here to stay. Um, this weekend was really uh, highlighted the fact that. Um, there are so many inconsistencies with it, mm. uh, having 17 players all spend time on the sideline because of it. Um, so we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if these same harsh uh, edits are put in place for the origin as well. Yeah, um, fair point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll move on. Second game on uh, Friday night uh, was Manly 50 over the Broncos 6. Uh, the Tommy Turbo Circus in it, into its fifth week on the road. Rolls on. Rolled into Brizzy to entertain Jeez. the fans. <laughs> Manly just dominated every area of possession. Um, sitting there watching that game live, I was said to Carl a couple of times, it was it was amazing the amount of work Tommy Turbo does off the ball that you just don't see mm. through the TV coverage. Um, you know, he's on one side of the field, then he's over on the next side of the field. Um, he's setting up this play, setting up that play. Uh, was was great to yeah. Um, Broncos managed to score their only set in Manly's twenty. Uh, Broncos were down to eleven men for ten minutes with two players sent to the sin bin for thirty, uh, but within thirty seconds of each other. So that really uh, put Manly Manly really were able to put Brisbane to the sword. Sorry and. Um, mm. And then, yeah, just pile on the points. But, uh, again, this game, four Simbins uh, with Tyson Gamble, uh, Jordan Rickey, Josh Schuster, and uh, Lachlan Croker um, all spending yeah. time in the Simbin. So, yeah, uh, interesting start to Magic Round, that's for sure. Yeah, it was. And the, the interesting games rolled on. We had the Raiders against the Bulldogs in the first game on Saturday, the 3 o'clock game. This was actually a yep. very tough contest. Um, Bulldogs surprisingly uh, kept Canberra to just one first half try, so it was eight nil at half time. And then the Bulldogs um, came out in the second half, and they got two tries in fairly quick succession. So they yeah. got out to a twelve eight lead. And about the time when, so okay, so Whiten gets in bin, and then Papali'i gets sent off for that shoulder um, on the head there. Which, um, yeah, when you when you saw the replay, it wasn't it wasn't great that one. Um, so Papa let you sent from the field. The interesting part in this game was the Bulldogs were up twelve points to eight, and they had a chance to take a shot from right in front to go up fourteen eight. 
but they didn't. They decided to keep the pressure on and they didn't score. And the Raiders, sure enough, went went up the other end and scored soon after. And that completely changed the game yep. against the run of play. And they got out to a 20-12 to 12 lead before a late a late try from the Bulldogs made it a two-point game. But this is this is one that the Bulldogs really should have won. And yeah. um, the Raiders finally got a couple of got a couple of second half tries there just to get them out of trouble. But I think the, there's yeah. still obviously a lot of issues there in Canberra, and they're going to be without Papali'i for about five weeks. Their front row enforcer, so yeah, uh, he's got I think a five week suspension. So it, it's going to continue. The struggles could could very well continue there for the Raiders. Unfortunately, sorry, Millie, if you're if you're watching. Yeah, um, Uga Booger wrote uh, Canberra won't make the top eight. Uh. I don't know, mate. Um, Still a lot of talent in that team. Still a very good team. And, that, and that, there's so many. There's the Raiders, the Titans, the Knights, us, the Sharks, the Tigers, who are all very inconsistent sides that win games and lose games and ordinarily lose games that they shouldn't lose. And mm. um, there's there's a lot of competition for those final couple of spots oh, sure in, that, in yeah, that top eight. a lot eight. of teams vying for those spots. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the only teams... That you could say safely are in the would uh, are in the eight of Penrith, um, Roosters, Parramatta, South, and Melbourne. Yeah. Um, everybody else is is kind of fighting. Um, Nick McCurchus said with the twin turbo being finely tuned and Cherry Evans really hitting his straps, a manly a chance at winning the premiership. I don't think Manly have mm. the forward depth to win the premiership. No, maybe not um, premiership. They, they'll be top eight. I'm, re- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're, they're, they're another one of those sides that are going to be in that. That mix for the those final three spots in the top eight. Um, Six through to eight. Yeah, they'll be somewhere yeah. in there. So, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't think they're premiership contenders. Can't, at can't really see them going going with the Panthers or the Storm no. and those sort of teams. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping the Bulldogs won that game. I think we all were, mate. I, we think all were. <laughs> I, ran, into, um, I ran into Trent Barrett in the street uh, that morning and had, had a bit of a chat to him. Uh, it's... It, it's probably the great thing about Magic Round is the amount of uh, people that you just see wandering around. Like um, on the on the Saturday, uh, Carlos was heading off to the field and in the, the grass area outside the courthouse on Roma, on uh, George Street, the Sharks were doing their ball session. Um, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, just randomly in the in the <laughs> park, I, I ran into a couple of Bulldogs players at um, on the Saturday night who were down in the Queen Street Mall. I ran into. Um, the Penrith players Sunday morning. You just see them everywhere. Yeah. It's um, it's awesome. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I spoke to uh, Trent Barrett before the game, and um, yeah, I think everyone's got a soft spot for the Bulldogs this year. They're kind of like how people feel felt about the Knights back in twenty fourteen, was it? Yeah, twenty sixteen yeah. to twenty eighteen, whatever, yeah, or whatever it was when they won those spoons. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, Millie's joined us. Always fantastic as a Gold Coast girl to be able to watch the boys live. Yeah. It wasn't a convincing win by any means, but we'll take it right Wins now. Wins a win, yeah. Yeah, an excellent time over the uh, two days watching in the Western Stand. I've even started dating a guy. Wait on. I met in the stands. Oh, awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a magic round there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a magic round. Uh... Yeah, well done, Millie. Yeah, awesome, Millie. That's great. <laughs> um, look at that. Eh? Finding love in uh, the Western magic. Stand of Suncorp Stadium. I'm magic. There you go. Love is in the air in the Western Stand. Absolutely. Uh, the next game on Saturday was the Rabbitohs 32 over the Sharks 22. Um, 
South again jumped out to an early lead. Mm. Uh, they scored 20 unanswered points in that first half. Uh, again, just showing their dominance uh, and bouncing back after last week's massive loss to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharks with a, a bit of a second half comeback, put a scare into the Bunnies, but the Bunnies with two tries in two minutes mm. uh, put the game beyond doubt. Uh, and that game, uh, Jaden Sewer uh, was the only sin binning in that game. Um, uh, yeah, but, you know, the Bunnies back on, on winning form. It wasn't an overly, uh, you know, impressive win by nah. imagination. Yeah, it was... A, two it was, points is yeah. two points. It's one that you'll take. You probably won't ever think about that game ever again. No, and, you know, I mean... Bank they have, two points. They have been doing it tough without, um, yeah. you know, uh, Latrell Mitchell in the squad uh, yeah. and a couple of injuries in their back line... Um, with, Reynolds, Reynolds was yeah, out last Reynolds week. Was out last yeah. week, back this week. Um, mm. Campbell Graham and a few others injured. So yeah, yeah, there's a few guys out there. So I mean, they'll be happy to just be winning at the moment. Um, yeah. We'll move on to second game uh, Saturday night. Uh, Roosters thirty over Toddy's Cowboys sixteen. Yep. Uh, Roosters got out to an early eighteen nil lead. The Cowboys uh, got a bit of momentum shift there, and they had two tries to make it eighteen to ten at half time. And I think they got a, another quick try, another try to drink water straight after the break to make it 18-16. So it was a fairly, fairly uh, tight tussle up to that point. They traded yeah, traded points in early stages, second half. Great try to Crichton there. Some great ball movement there. Yeah. Wasn't that, that, was a, that was a sensational try there to him. Yeah. Um, from T- uh, Tedesco as well, showing his brilliance. Um, Cowboys were in the contest until our old mate uh, Lockie Burr, as you said before, got sin-binned. A bit of a contentious one there on Tedesco as he was falling in the tackle, as, as we've spoken about. Yep. Roosters were able to run out, though, convincing winners. And uh, Tupanua was sin-binned for the Roosters as well. Yeah, yeah. Continuing on with that wonderful sin-binning <laughs> that was going on. Um, we've spoken about our game against the, the Eels. Um, the second game on the Sunday was the Storm. 44 over the Dragons, 18. Um, Storm with so many players missing through injury or suspension, you could have been excused for thinking this was going to be a close game. Um, mm. Dragons lost uh, Ty- Tyrell Fui-Mayono early. Sent which off for we, which we caught live on... Uh... We did. <laughs> sent off for <laughs> a high shot to Hamilton, which yeah. uh, Ruin Hammer did get the live send-off happening uh, <laughs> on the live feed on Sunday night. Um, it was always going to be tough for the Dragons playing one man down again against the Storm for, you know, yeah. effectively 65 minutes of the game. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Josh Adokar uh, carrying on his wonderful try scoring prowess with a oh, yeah. with a hat trick to back up his double hat trick last week. Um, double hat trick. <laughs> the, the Dragons, though, um, they're in a, a, a world of hurt at the moment because they've got mm. Fui Mayano out, Ravalawa's been suspended. They'd be lucky to get um, 17 guys to name. Yeah. Well, mate, they've brought Jared Bill out of retirement. So. I know. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, Jared, getting, yeah. the, getting the call up after being in Queensland Cup. But uh, just, just on the Dragons there, didn't we run into some of their coaching staff? Uh, <laughs> we did the coaching staff. Because <laughs> they were going to use the benches that the Warriors used in their game and we did we did run into uh, a good friend of the Warriors, old man Elliot <laughs> wandering around wandering around aimlessly again like he does uh, uh, we, called uh, him over. we yeah. got a picture 
Um, I was actually quite shocked when uh, my good mate Rob here told me that old man Elliot is only five years older than myself. <laughs> he looked old enough to be my dad. He did say He's, I think he's aged about 30 years since he coached us. I think that's what coaching oh. the Warriors does to you, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, the years have not been kind. But no, he was he was a great sport about it, old uh, old Matty Elliott. And um, he even came and sat behind the Warriors bench, which I think you pointed out was a bit I did like say to him, times. I said, hey, Matty, <laughs> I said, Matty, does this bring back some memories? <laughs> and he uh, went, oh, yeah, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? <laughs> He was a good sport. He was a great he, sport. He was a great sport. He's, he's always yeah. entertaining old Matty Elliott on the radio. And he is. To listen to him on ABC Grandstand. So, yeah. Shout out yeah. to you, Matty. Yeah. Um, oh, where me? Oh, where me? <laughs> <laughs> he's, enjoying, he's enjoying his uh, cup of cocoa at the moment with his pipe and slippers as well. Yeah. Sitting back, Point, relaxing. So Pointing and yelling at the clouds. Pointing and yelling <laughs> at the clouds. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there was one more game. Yeah. Um, and that was Penrith, 48 over the Titans, 12. Uh, I, I stayed around for to watch this because I was really interested to just see this Penrith team live. Aren't they just a machine? To see, uh, that, absolutely, they are. Um, they were, they're just on a completely another level. They're so clinical. They look dangerous. Like, they were attacking. The, we were sitting behind the goal, and they were just attacking. They were peppering yep. it. Cleary was just unstoppable. He had he had a first half double, ended up with a hat trick. Yep. Um, they, they got out to a thirty nil lead, and um, unfortunately the Titans. Well, uh, yeah, I mean that's too big a lead for, for the Titans to recover from, especially when you've got Herman Sasa sent off there as well. Yep. Um, they they did end up grabbing two late tries, but as we said, it was the Nathan Cleary show. Three side is the side is just clinical. They're just dangerous. Everyone is a threat. I just just looking at them go about their business, you sort of sitting there going, oh, just, just envious of how well they're playing. Mate, they, it, it, they are just a, a well-drilled side. And they're not a big side because, um, no, like no. I said, I, I saw them, I saw a lot of the boys on the Sunday morning. Uh, mm. Got to have a, a chat and a, a quick pick with um, Bizar, Brian Toor, uh, mm-hmm. and the most intense man I've ever met in James Fisher-Harris. <laughs> My God. <laughs> um, but then walking, we were kind of, they were kind of walking in front of us and they're not an overly big, big side. They're just, they are just so skillful. And I, I suppose it helps. And this is probably one of the things that we as Warriors supporters really need to get excited about. Um, you know, everyone laughed at Phil Gould when he had his, spoke about his five-year plan. Admittedly, it was probably seven or eight years ago, but he, mm. he spoke about this plan um, and the centre of excellence they built and bringing these guys through. And And this is the result of all that hard work put into pathways and development of players. Man, it's uh, blossoming you know, now, isn't it? Like 90% of that side are local juniors mm. um, who have come through the Penrith system. And they just they, they know each other's games. They've all played together for so long. Uh, and, you know, they're reaping the benefits of that now. So patience with what Phil Gould and, and Nathan Brown are going to do once they can get back to New Zealand and, and start putting our pathways and stuff in place, because this is something that Ivan Cleary did when he was at the Warriors as well. Mm. He identified pathways and he brought th- things through and the the um, probably the, the cherry on top of that was the fact that in 2011, we got all three sides through to the grand final on, um, mm, on grand final day. Right. 
based on, you know, the 20s, the reserve grade, the first grade, based on, you know, the development of pathways that Cleary put in place. And then once he left, it was kind of forgotten about. And, you know, the Warriors... It kind of fell to the wayside, didn't it? And, and look, as did the whole team, basically. The whole, yeah. the whole club just struggled to just recover, just constantly scrambling after that. So this is this is something good for us uh, that yes. is gonna it's gonna take time to to put into practice and that. We, but we all need to have some patience. Yeah, Bill Gould is a man who knows what he's guys, doing. Yeah, allow these guys to, to put the pathways in place and mm. um, yeah, it'll be it'll be something that we can benefit from in years to come. Just noticing some uh, comments there. Christian was saying he wanted to get photos with the players, but Walsh was the only player that went around post match. A, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they were on a flight directly back. Yeah. Straight after the game, Christian, um, even where the families were sitting, it was only um, Jazz and Josh Curran that basically came into the stands. Most uh, mm, of the players bit, yeah. you know, acknowledged their, their families with a wave and straight into the dressing room. So, uh, But I can tell you now, um, Christian, uh, I'll be up for the Brisbane game. I'll be up for the Gold Coast game. Uh, so definitely, you know, We'll make sure that you get an uh, get some access to the players. We're we're lucky that we've mm-hmm. got access um, that we do um, through our connections with the club. So uh, we'll make sure that you get to get some photos and and uh, meet some of the players uh, when we when we get get up there. I think it's round twenty three or twenty four. We've yeah. got yeah, we've got no. two games three uh, three weeks apart up there. Yes. So there's the game against the Rabbitohs at uh, Sunshine Coast. So yes. we've got the game. Well, actually, the game the game against Brisbane is round twenty three, Sunday twenty second of August, up there at SunCorp, um, and then two weeks later against the Titans, which is the final round of the season at Seabus Super. But yep. before that, we have uh, round nineteen, Sunday twenty fourth of July, uh, Rabbitohs versus Warriors at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Stadium, yep. Yeah. Um, Christian Torres also written. Sorry, I was a bit shy at the meetup. Um, that's all right, mate. Um, no I'm sorry we didn't all. get spend as much time as we probably wanted to with you uh, as well. Uh, but we had, you know, commitments on the day, um, you know, with, with the guests that we did invited to make sure that they were, you mm. know, looked after, I guess, and not, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not left on their own. So, uh, but there's going to be plenty more opportunities, bro. Don't worry about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, let's move on. Um, tonight, we've because of such a short turnaround from the weekend to the show, uh, we haven't really had a chance to get a, a decent set of six together to discuss with you guys. So we're just going to change it up this week. And with Origin approaching in a couple of weeks, we've both decided to do our Origin sides. Uh, Rob being from uh, north up the, uh, north of the border up there in Queensland, he's going to do his his predicted Maroon side and yep. I'm going to do being a New South Welshman, I'm going to do my uh, blues side that I think will get picked. And when the teams come around to be picked in a couple of weeks, we'll see how close we got with our selection yep. predictions. Um, we have based it on who will be available. So now with obviously with Josh uh, Papali'i not being available. Late, for he was a late scratching from my team. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, Mate, do you want to head off? What's your... Um, yeah, mate, I'll go first, being that uh, Queensland holds the trophy. Yep, yep, of course. So I've gone with Caelan Ponger at fullback, Xavier Coates and Valentine Holmes on the wings. Centres, this was the toughest one for me. It was Queensland centres. Dan Gagai, obviously, is one. Um, I've put Kurt Capewell in there. He did a great job in last year's series of filling in at centre. And also, there's literally no one else 
yep. uh, that I could that I could really see filling in that spot at, at origin level at this stage. Um, Harbs was the easy one. So Munster and DCE, Daily Cherry Evans. Um, so I did have Josh Papali up until Papali just until uh, an hour or so ago. I've replaced <laughs> him with Jai Arrow and Christian yep. Welsh in the front row with Harry Grant at hooker. Uh, back rowers, Felice Kafusi, David Fafita. I've got Tino Fa'asumalawi at lock. And my bench will consist of AJ Brimson in the number 14 role, uh, Mo Fodawaka, Jaden Sua, and I've got Josh Kerr on there from the Dragons. He, he came close to making the team last year. Another yep. big body from the Dragons. And um, there's actually fairly slim pickings at the moment. I went through all the list of Queensland eligible players in the NRL. A lot of injuries, a lot of guys sort of kind of not in the best form as well. So I've I've gone with a few surprises. And another surprise, 18th man, I've got our boy Reese Walsh in there. <laughs> nice. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping he pledges his allegiance to New Zealand, but I don't think he will. No, nah, I don't think he will. He'll he'll be he'll be in the Queensland setup for sure before you know it. Mate, the, the thing with Queensland is it doesn't matter who they pick to wear yeah. that maroon jersey. Uh, they grow an extra leg. Um, they grow 10 feet tall. We saw it last year with the, the worst, worst ever Queensland, Queensland side ever uh, assembled. And, and who could forget Fatty Vorton's nobodies in 1995? Absolutely. Absolutely. Although, and most of those guys with no names back then and all went on to have stellar careers. So yeah. Absolutely. there you go. Um, yeah, mate, I like that side. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty... Pretty, pretty good side um, with who's available. Yeah. Uh, my, my blues, and I've gone uh, with, I've picked on form and also how I think Freddie like Fittler will be guy. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know how New South Wales pick 13 fullbacks and just try to yeah. run into the side. <laughs> so yeah. I've kind of gone along that line. My, my side is um, James Tedesco at fullback. I've picked Josh Adokar and Brian Toto on the wings. Um, Is that? I've picked, yeah, Tom, Tommy Turbo and Latrell Mitchell in the centres. Uh, I, I went for a combination in my um, halves. So I went uh, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. They just understand each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, my front row, I went Junior Paulo and Payne Haas, with Damian Cook at hooker. I've got Tyson Frizzell, Angus Crichton as the edgeback rowers and Victor Radley to start at lock. And then on my bench, I've got Ryan Pappenhausen in that 14 role. Yeah. Um, Daniel Saifidi, Dale Finucane, Jake Trebojevich. And then my 18th man is Cody Walker. Mate, that's a very strong team. That's that's even stronger than the team that played in the Origin Series last November. Yeah. The, the, the addition of uh, absolutely informed Tom Trebojevich, yep. I think is enough to strike fear into... Uh, our Queensland hearts and um, yeah, obviously Latrell Mitchell back there. And, and you've picked, as you said, you've picked a lot of guys that are in form, these Penrith guys. Yep. Uh, Brian Toto is killing it at the moment. And the club combination of Luai and Cleary, I mean, massive I will, forward pack. Yeah, I will Paulo, say up, up until his injury, yeah, up until his injury, I had Zach Lomax in the centres okay. and had um, Tommy on the wing and, and didn't have Tolu in there. Uh, okay, yeah. I rate Zach Lomax. I think he, he's got, you know, he's great under the high ball. He is, um, yeah. But yeah, with him out injured, uh, it was just easy to move Tommy into the centres and bring Toro onto the wing. 
Well, so, well, Tommy had that that devastating game at centre in over in Perth, wasn't it? Where he it, absolutely yeah. tore us apart. So, and mate, his form yeah. in the last five games has just oh. been ridiculous. You know, crazy. Like, yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, all right, brings us on to our round eleven preview. <laughs> the Tigers uh, at Central Coast Stadium, and this is leg one of the Mike Doreen Cup. <laughs> For those, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Mike Doreen is a former rugby league player from Canterbury over at NZ. Hard-working centre. Hard-working um, centre, yeah. He was actually Warrior number 25, and he played five games for the Warriors in their inaugural, uh, inaugural 1995 season and then yep. went over and played for the Sydney Tigers yep. in 1996, playing another handful of games there. So Ten games at, at the Tigers, I think. Ten games at the Tigers. So there, so there you go. So he is the original Warrior Tiger. So they're playing exactly. in honor, in honor of the Mike Doreen Cup. Actually, I should I should find that list um, just so that people uh, are aware of why we honor the uh, the Warriors Tigers. We we actually came up with a Warriors Tigers team. Um, that, so these are the guys that have played for the Warriors and the Tigers. This is the side that, that we picked as our uh, team for the Warrior Tigers. So we had Wade McKinnon at fullback, yep. Michael Crockett and Blake Ashford on the wings, yep. Paul Fatawira and John Carlaw in the centres, Tui Lollahir at 5'8", John Simon at Simon. halfback. <laughs> uh, we had Ben Madalino and big Richie Velasandi at uh, front row, Robbie Mears at hooker, yep. Adam, uh, Adam Blair... Uh, ben Murdoch Masilla in the back row and Bailey Sirenen at lock. And then coming off the bench, we've got Bodine Thompson, Russell Packer, James Gavitt, Elijah Taylor. Uh, and then we've got some notable mentions of other Warrior Tigers in uh, Matt Jobson, Tyron Smith, Mariah uh, Charrington, Todd Payton being a coach, coach yep. um, Steve Kearney, who played for the Western Suburbs Magpies, Magpies yep. side of it. Uh, Nat Wood, yep. Matt, Matt Spence, and then, of course, the great man himself at, at number 25 in honour of his Warriors 25 listing, Mike Doreen. Mike Doreen. So, <laughs> so that is actually um, a bloody good side. When you read that out, that is actually a very good side. Of all that's those what I mean. They're in form. There the has been Warriors are going yeah. places, mate. There has <laughs> been a lot of players that have played for both clubs. Um so, uh, yeah, it's uh, we, we've come up with the Mike Doreen Cup, uh, <laughs> which is going to be played over the two legs this year, uh, where uh, <laughs> Rob and I, for the Warriors, uh, Carlos and... And, and a, a good mate of mine, Brad, as well, yeah. uh, on the Tigers side. So we're hoping to get, uh, to get Carlos and Brad on the show as well, maybe before the yeah. second leg of the, the Mike yeah. Doreen Cup decider. We might yep. get them on, and we're going to talk all things uh, Warriors, Tigers, past battles, great players, all this sort of thing. So Absolutely. Uh, that'll be a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Um, but into this leg, first leg of the Mike Doreen Cup, Brownie has named his, <laughs> his run-on side. Uh, we've got Tuovasa Shek at fullback, uh, Marcelo Montoya back into the side on the wing for the injured Rocco Berry, uh, Kemba Marlowe on the other wing, Adam Pompey, Ewan Aitken in the centres. Uh, no changes in the halves with Cody Nicarima and Chanel Harris-Devita. Front row of uh, Jermaine Tanoa brown Kane Evans, Wade Egan, a hooker, Jack Murchie and... Uh, 
Warrior Tiger, Ben Murdoch, Masilla in the back row. <laughs> Tohu Harris at lock. Um, then we've got Jazz Tavanga, Lisa Narmal, Bunty Afoa, and Reese Walsh on the bench. And the extended bench of Eliasa Katoa, Taniela Otukolo, Edward Cozy, and Sean O'Sullivan. So, um, as I said, very out uh, due to the HIA protocols. Uh, it won't be time sufficient enough for him to be allowed to, mm. to play, so he misses this game automatically. Uh, Josh Curran's out with a elbow hyperextension injury. Uh, mm. Just waiting for him to let me know on the extent of that. He's having scans on that. and mm. um, out with a meniscus injury. Uh, Montoya back from injury. And Murchie into the run-on Great, great the, to see the merchandise get in there and the run-on yeah. team. And I'm um, hoping for a big game from him. Paul Smith says Scott Coxon on that list too. We forgot Scott, Scott Coxon. Coxon. Oh, yeah, he played for the Western Suburbs Magpies. Okay, yeah. Well, Scotty Coxon, you're in there. Does that push Mike Doreen back to number 26 then? Does no, it? no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Jay Harris says, is the great Juan Carlos Contreras Ortega coming up this Friday for the game? Is he? he is, is he? <laughs> he is, and he's bringing his son uh, with him. So he's... We cannot be friends. <laughs> he's saying that we cannot be friends, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, rounds. Ah, so uh, where will the game be won or lost? Yeah, Reese Walsh. We'd like to see him get injected as early as possible. Yep. Um, as we as we kind of touched on before, RTS on the wing. I, I just really feel is a bit wasted. His yeah powers uh, at fullback. Uh, his kick returns, that kind of thing. And on the wing, I think we just lose a lot of that. We, we lose that emphasis in the start of our sets of six and kick returns. Um, and Brownie has come out and said that when uh, Walsh is on the field, he is going to play fullback and RTS is going to shift. So hopefully uh, something gets worked Mate, out we, we noticed that conversation happening as soon as Walsh went on for Rocco mm. Berry on the weekend when Berry came off with his HIA. Mm. Uh, you and I were both noticing that Roger actually was saying to Walshie, I'm going to take the hit and then I'm going to the wing and you come yep. in. So it's kind mm. of Roger's decision to allow Walsh to play in that. And that's great. Uh, it shows he's such a team man. And it it is. Um, first. But as you, I agree with you, I think we future need team, Roger. I should say the future yeah. interest of the future team. We, we need Roger at the back. We the need present. him playing yeah. fullback. That's where he's most oh, dangerous. Yeah. His uh, effectiveness in, in attack in that area. Um, like to see CHT and Cody grab the ball by the horns and really lead the team around the park. It's what we really need. Um, the kick, the kicking game as well. As we said before, Walshy had a, had a great, um, good variety in his kicking game. He's got a yep. big boot on him. As we said, some clever little banana kicks there forced a couple of dropouts. So he his kicking game looks on point on song. The the three the three. Um... The three players that I think are the danger players for the for the Tigers, uh, Luke Brooks, if he plays like he did last weekend, mm -hmm. uh, Luke Brooks definitely. Adam Dewey, who I think is probably the Tigers' best player uh, this year, closely followed by Dane Laurie. Dane Laurie mm -hmm. at the back. Yeah, um, watch out. Very exciting. Guys. And then, sorry, add a add a fourth player into that, Luciano Leilua. If they can if they can limit the amount of uh, offloads that uh, Luciano Leilua can come up with. Which they won't. <laughs> Which they won't. <laughs> um, that's that's probably the the four guys that the Warriors need to put the most pressure on. Um, mm. 
and of course, anytime David Nofaluma gets the ball, uh, he's he's a dangerous man with ball in hand. Oh, he is. Uh, yeah. You know, likes to score tries in in um, in multiples. Uh, not happy with a single. Often no. gets doubles. So um, let's hope he doesn't get an early meaty. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. We've just got to keep the pressure on him. Um, it's yeah, it, it's for us. It's a danger game. You you said that earlier. This this game here, we lose this game, we lose touch with the eight, uh, and then it's really an uphill battle for us to to get back into that semi like the semi final contention. Mm. Um, you know, we follow this game with a game up at. Uh, North Queensland. Yeah, we got the Townsville yep. play Toddy's boys. Then we so, have yeah. the buy, and then we and then we get Melbourne. And uh, although we get Melbourne in the middle of Origin, um, you've seen how well. I mean, they haven't had Munster, Pappenhausen, uh, or any of those guys. So for then the last you got Nico Hines who comes in and yeah. steps up like he did on Sunday night. Yeah, they're still winning games. You know, you got guys like Remus Smith, um, uh, Justin Ollum, uh, the Bromwich brothers, Brandon Smith, Tui Kamakamitha. Um, and the biggest uh, Nelson man of I have ever seen. Yeah. Isn't he enormous? I know <laughs> yeah. I know he looks big on TV, but he looks bigger in real life. He is yeah. a mountain of a man. Yeah, he was standing absolutely. right in front of us from that kickoff. I was like, that guy is huge. Yeah, it's um it is a it's a definitely it's a must-win game for us. Have to, um, yeah. You know, all, all, friend, all friendships aside, you, you know, I, I just we, we need to win this game, otherwise our season's over. But it's kind of the same for the Tigers. It's a, it's right. a do-or-die game for both sides, really, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting up there and um, sitting in that Warriors Bay and, and cheering them on. Uh, push push, push them back. back. Way, Way back. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if West win this week, can we please have one to come on the show next week and personally brag about the result? I oh, need yeah, to see baby. that. I don't know about that. I yeah. don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can get him on. That's no yeah. dramas. Uh, can we get him on if they lose and we can just kind of poke fun at him? Um, yeah, I'm happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, look, either way, either way, we'll, we'll give you uh, we'll give you something. Oh, Jay Harris, don't worry. I'll have my 13s league tag team there and they're all Tigers supporters too. <laughs> oh, we're going to be outnumbered. <laughs> in our own support, Come on, Rich, get that bus happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll go into our, our round 11 preview for the games for this yeah. week. Starts off uh, Thursday night um, with the Cowboys versus the Knights up at... Um, that's at uh, Townsville. Queensland Cowboys have, have the luxury so. of... They don't have to leave Queensland for like four weeks. I think it ended mm. up being because uh, they go uh, Townsville Magic Round at some court. Townsville, Townsville. Uh, Cohen that, has his, Toddy. Yeah, yeah. T- Cohen has his out. Tom Gilbert starts. Uh, Toddy picks a young boy by the name of uh, Helam Lukey, uh, named Lukey. to make his debut off the bench. I uh, don't know much about him. Mm. Um, for Newcastle, Ponga's out again. Uh, Tex Hoy named at fullback. Blake Green, uh, turtle without a shell, named on the extended bench. <laughs> oh, we've got nicknames for everyone, haven't we? Oh yeah, um, mate. I I just think uh, the Cowboys uh, are starting to hit their stride. I'm really impressed with how um, Valentine Holmes is starting to really grow into his role at fullback. Uh, I was really impressed with the game that um, young Scott Drinkwater played the other night, yes. even in a, in a losing side. Uh, I'm going to pick the Cowboys as a one to twelve. 
in uh, that game. Yeah, Cowboys in a close one for me as well. Uh, one to twelve. Uh, yeah, Knights are, Knights are obviously in a bit of a funk at the moment. Yep. Then we got our our game after that. Warriors versus Tigers at Central Coast, as we said. Rocco Berry out. Uh, Marcello Montoya comes in, Surin and out. Kane Evans in, Current out, the merchandise in. No changes to the Tigers team that beat Newcastle last week. Um, as we said, such a crucial, crucial game for us. And um, I'm going to pick Warriors 1-12 to in a tight one. Yeah, mate. Um, I'm going to pick Warriors 1-12 to as well. Uh, I can't pick against them. Um, I think it'll be close. And... Uh, Defensive is key in this game. Both both sides have the ability to leak points and leak them in bunches. Yes. Um, so it's going to see. It's going to be interesting to see um, which side comes out on top. Hopefully, we're vic- victorious on the night. Carl, Carl, what's your tip? What's your tip, Carl? Well, my tip is Tigers 32 30. 32 30 to the Tigers. There you heard it. 32 30. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yep, we know that one. Um, the second game on Friday night, uh, and it's easy to see that they, they kind of make these these uh, TV games on nine so far in advance yep. uh, because having the Sharks and Dragons as a Channel 9 TV game is an absolute disgrace. Especially when you can have a 32-30 thriller on there instead. That, you look at the two games on Sunday, you got uh, Rabbit for Panthers and then Eel Seagulls. Like one of them would have been a perfect Friday night game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Fafita uh, retained in the 17. He's come out this week and really blasted uh, ex-coach <laughs> Johnny yeah. Morris. Um, Sean Johnson named on the extended bench. Uh, for the Dragons. Dufty's out. Cody Ramsey moves to fullback. Jordan Pierre on the wing. Ravalara out. Max Figoy onto the wing. Fui Mayono out suspended. Billy Burns, uh, back rower, uh, has moved into words. the centres. Yep. Uh, Tariq Sims and Josh Maguire both out. Uh, Jackson Ford and Farmasuli into the starting side, uh, which just goes to show the amount of changes the Dragons have had to make, make to get a 17 on the field. Um, Jared Beal named on the extended bench after having only signed this afternoon. Uh, that I shows the dire straits they are in. The Dragons absolutely. far out. Um, um, I'm picking the Sharks one to twelve in this one. Uh, ordinarily, I would say thirteen plus, but I just don't think the Sharks have a hell of a lot in, in them either. And I think a one to twelve scoreline is probably a little bit more realistic. Oh. You know what? I, I, you just look at this. Look at the injuries that the Dragons have. All their strike players are out. Um, I, I don't know. This could be a comedy of errors, but um, you know what? I'll go. Dra- I'll go Dragons by two. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I just the, <laughs> shark, the sharks. Are, uh, yeah. The sharks are the no. sharks at the moment. So. Tough enough. Anyway, we move on to Saturday, and we have a three o'clock game: Titans versus Bulldogs. Uh, Peachy, Peachy, you're off. Peachy's off. Yep. Uh, Furmore to the back row and Tino to lock. Aaron Clark is back on the bench after we watched him play for um, Burley last week. Yes, we did. Um, yeah, Jaden Campbell named on the extended bench. Yeah, Preston's son. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So he'll he's in line to make his uh, debut for yep. the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Ash Taylor named on the extended bench as well. And the Bulldogs have named Aaron Shoop to make his debut in the centres. 
you'd have to think that the Titans are going to bounce back here. Um, I'm picking them. I, I think it'll be closer. So I'm going to go Titans one in that one to twelve bracket there. Yeah, I, I, I just think the Titans will be too good, and I think they'll 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 get them thirteen plus. Um, yeah, I, I just I still find it so hard to tip the Bulldogs. I mean, the Bulldogs playing against an eleven man Raiders side on the weekend and and let in two tries. It's just uh, yeah, you know, um, they need they had to ice that one surely. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, I just think that there, there's a lot of problems there at the Bulldogs, and I can't see them mm. uh, making it, yeah, any part of it, any decent game. So yeah. I, I'm definitely ticking Titans 13 plus. Uh, moves on to the Roosters versus Broncos. Uh, as expected, no changes for the Roosters. Um, Broncos, uh, Kevin Walters is playing um, his halfback roundabout again. Uh, he's dropping Anthony Milford out and Albert Kelly named at 5'8 to make his debut Albert for the Kelly. Broncos. And yeah. I mean, when was his last game in the NRL? Five, uh, six years ago? Yeah, 2014, 2015 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Played for the Titans, didn't he? Yep. yep. Keenan Palazia uh, named to debut in the background. The place is suspended Jordan Ricky and Kobe Hetherington also named at 14 to make his debut off the bench. Uh, mate, Roosters, I just think, will be too strong. Uh, Roosters, for me, 13-plus. Yeah, I can't see anything other than a big Roosters win here for me either. Raiders yeah. versus the Storm is the yep. next game, the, the final game on Saturday, Super Saturday. No changes to the Raiders' run-on team. Brad Schneider named on the bench. Nico Hines is back at fullback for the injured Pappenhausen. Chris Lewis is named at uh, 5'8", and Brandon Smith back on the bench after his one-match suspension. Um. Yeah, I. The Raiders were very unconvincing in that win over the Bulldogs, and despite you know some key players still being out for the Storm, it's hard to go past them. Um, being being a Raiders home game though, I do think it'll be closer. Yep. And I'm going to go uh, Storm. Yeah, one to twelve. So I'll say Storm by eight. Yeah, I um. I'm going to go, sorry, Millie, I'm going to go Storm 13 plus. Uh, I just think, you know, there's 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 those four sides, five sides in the comp that are just head and shoulders above mm. everyone else. And they're one of them. And they are definitely one of them. Uh, having watched what they did to St. George on the weekend with Stars still out of their, that side, um, you know, Brandon Smith back at hooker is a big in for them. Um, Very big. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say... Um, Storm 13 plus. Um, the first game on Sunday, the Rabbits versus the Panthers. For me, this is definitely the match of the round. Mm. Um, Latrell back for the Rabbitohs. Walker goes moves back to 5'8", which pushes Benji back to the bench. Uh, Josh Mansour back from injury on the wing. Uh, no changes to the high-flying Panthers. Uh, but in saying that, I really believe Penrith are due for a loss. Um, incidentally, there's a, an interesting stat. So the Penrith's Penrith have now won 10 on the trot to open the season. The last team to do that was the Roosters in 96, of which Ivan Cleary was a member. Roosters, was it, or Manly? Yeah, it's Roosters, 96, Roosters. yeah. Yeah, with which Ivan Cleary was uh, a player in that side. So that's quite an eerie kind of stat too. Yeah, you know? it was. Both 10 in a row, both goal kickers for their respective clubs. But like I said, I think the, the – I think – 
they did not go on to win the premiership though what's that the 96 roosters did not go on to the premiership no they didn't um i I just think yeah i just think the the obviously the more games that penrith win the closer they are to a loss and i think this is going to be their real big test uh this weekend so i'm actually going to tip an upset uh i've got the rabbits one to 12 but i think it'll be like a field goal in it or a two point it could be the the shootout of the two-point field goals, uh, Cleary and, and Reynolds. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a rip snorter of a match. Um, I'm going to stick with the Panthers though, and I'm going to say Panthers in a very very close one. Yep. Yeah, I just think they've just they've just got so much strike all over the park, so clinical, just a well-oiled machine at the moment. Yeah. Final game of uh, the round is Eels versus Sea Eagles. Another another good game. Yeah. Uh, no no changes for the Eels to the team that uh, beat us. Uh, Kate Cust is named at number six for Manly for the injured Foran. So a big out there for Manly. Uh, yep. The experience uh, with Kieran Foran there missing. Um, yeah. Uh, both teams had had strong wins on uh, Magic Round. Um, I do feel that. Uh, I think I'll go with the Eels in a close one here. Yeah, I'm the same, mate. I, I really don't think Cade Cust will start. I think um, Desi will shift Josh Schuster to Schuster, 5'8". Yeah. Make changes into his forward pack, which will allow Cust to go back to the bench, which has worked so well for them in the past couple mm. of weeks, uh, where Cade Cust comes on and, and relieves the pressure off Lachlan Croker. Um, but yeah, I think the Eels will be too strong. Um, and I'll, I'll pick the Eels... Uh, but I think it'll be closer than what people expect. I think it'll be a 1-12 to 12 point ball game. Should be a good game, especially if uh, Tommy T continues his scintillating form. Well, you know, there's so many good matchups to look at in this mm. game, isn't there? There's Tommy T against uh, Gutho. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got big RC Saab and Sivo. Yeah, Saab and Sivo, the speed versus the power. Yeah, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and then you've got, you know, Marty Tapao up against Regan, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo up against uh, Taniela Paseca. So, yeah, a couple of some... uh, Clash of the Titans there, the big men. Mm. Not to mention DCE come up against uh, Mitch Moses. Yes. Um, so, yeah, going uh, to be a good game. So that's the, the round wrap-up. Um, yeah. Uh, upcoming games, games. So, as we said, we've got the Tigers game this weekend at uh, Central Coast Stadium. Uh, Warriors supporter bays, uh, bays six, seven, and eight there. Um, make sure you get your tickets from Ticketek. <clears throat> um, then we've got the round 12 game next week against the Cowboys at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Unfortunately, won't be able to get to that one. That's a fr- another Friday night game, six o'clock, um, which is really a shocking time it's not great. for anyone to watch football, but to get to North Queensland to do it's it is, not, yeah. yeah, it's impossible. Um, we are hoping to get there next year though. To yes, the Townsville game. So absolutely, um, yeah. Um, and then we've got the bye, uh, round thirteen, um, and then round fourteen we come up against the Storm at Central Coast Stadium, which is going to be the big um, Ki- uh, Pacific cultural Kiwi festival. Yeah, cultural yeah. festival Kiwi party up at Central Coast Stadium. Uh, going to be food stalls, um, Kiwi band Dragon are going to be performing. I, I don't know why they couldn't get a more um, uh, relevant, <laughs> uh, 
Dragon were around when or I was like, a kid. Like she had or something. <laughs> oh, I mean, these are going to be guys with a 60 plus performing. So <laughs> I wonder what uh, song they're going to do. Well, lucky it's a three o'clock game. They can all be in bed, rugged up. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, be get, we, by seven. They'll, be, they'll be in bed with uh, old man Elliot. <laughs> old man Elliot. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then round 15, we've got the Knights at McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, we'll let you know once tickets become ab- available uh, for those games. Um, and we'll come up, we'll uh, obviously let you know about the, uh, the other games as uh, details are released. Um, because there has always been that talk that the Warriors would be going home for that dra- game against the Dragons, mm. um, which would be their first home game. But it now looks evident that there's that's not going to happen, uh, but we haven't had any official word from either the, the Warriors or the NRL. Um, so, yeah, we're not real sure what happens past uh, round yeah. 15 at this stage. Yeah, no, um, it's... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll just keep yeah, everyone updated on that. And um, don't forget, you can always find us on our, on our platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, just you know, look us up as uh, Ruin Hammer, uh, and on our pod- podcast platforms, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, and Radio Direct. Again, uh, just uh, Ruin Hammer. All all, pod- all the uh, shows are put up onto the podcast uh, for everyone to listen to. Um, so yeah, if you if you miss our shows, you can always catch up there. Um, tomorrow night, mate. What do we got happening? Yeah. Tomorrow night, we are delighted to announce that we will be talking to warrior number 66, legendary center Clinton Torpy. Yeah, so we're super excited to, to have a chat with him. Yeah, yeah, chat with chat about all the glory days of the Warriors. Uh, started his career there at 1999 and went played through to 2006. Also played for the Gold Coast Titans as well and, and obviously for the Kiwis at international level. So we'll be having a chat with Clinton tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. So make sure you, you tune in for that one. Yep, absolutely. Um, Christian says, awesome show, legends. Thanks, mate. Jay Harris, great show as always, my bros. Yep, can't wait to see you on Friday night. <laughs> Marissa's jumped on and said hi. <laughs> hey, Riss, I'll, um, I'll call you as soon as this show is finished. <laughs> I knew she would because I saw my phone go off and I'm thinking uh, she doesn't know that I'm doing a show. So she's jumped on to say hi. So, hey, babe, I'll, t- I'll call you real soon. Uh, yeah, bro. Yes, Jay, looking forward to that chat tomorrow night, mate. Uh, Going to be a big one. Clinton Torpy was always, you know, one of the, like Tooks was one of the fan favourites. Yeah. Um, and I, I know you missed the beginning of the show, Jay. Uh, we were talking about the the meetup that we had at the uh, Hotel LA in, um, in Brizzy on Sunday and Bro, the uh, the reception that Big Tooks got up there was uh, was sensational. It's awesome. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's always yeah. a fan favorite. Um, yep. So yeah, so make sure you tune in to tomorrow night's show, seven thirty, uh, where we'll chat with um, Clinton Torpy. Um, but for now, thanks everyone for joining us. Thank uh, you so much, guys. We yep. appreciate all the support and all the love. Absolutely, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you all tomorrow night. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Cheers. See ya.